to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Sometimes I realize that when I'm talking about thriving, People misunderstand exactly what I mean by that. A lot of times people think that what I mean is you should always be living at this some optimal place where you're always happy and only good things come into your lives and nothing bad ever happens. That's almost the exact opposite of what I mean. Well, not exact opposite, because I don't mean that your life should always be miserable with bad stuff happening and you should always be at the bottom in the valley. But what I really mean by thriving is that no matter what life throws your way, no matter what crisis comes your way, no matter what difficulty comes your way, there's a way to thrive in spite of what's going on. So a lot of times people think that I'm, I'm on some kick where I think it's a Pollyannish view of the world that only good things happen. I know that there are theories out there about how you create your reality and bring success into your life simply by thinking about it. I will tell you that I don't believe it's only about thinking. I do believe that there is that point of action. But I also believe that no matter what you do in life, you're going to have struggles and difficulties. In fact, I believe that these struggles and difficulties are the exact places that you have a chance of thriving. So this is not about how you avoid the struggles. It's how you move through the struggles. Everybody has those points. My years as a chaplain in a hospital taught me how fragile life is and how many times things come in that completely disrupt lives. I remember how many families I dealt with that had found this point that that suddenly their world is turned upside down. Maybe it was a knock on the door. Maybe it was a phone call to let them know that something tragic had happened and, and life is so fragile. And The other piece of that, the other side of that was I also discovered how strongly people hold to their lives, that in the midst of the biggest struggles and the biggest challenges of our lives, we mount an attempt to come beyond it, to move beyond it. Let's be very clear that we know that there are going to be struggles and difficult times because that's the nature of life. You know, there is a deadline to life. There's a deadline for everybody to life. There's, there's an inescapability that things are going to happen. So the question is not whether those things are going to happen, but how you respond to them. And I've noticed that a lot of times people use some strategies that tend to get them into trouble. And unfortunately, we live in a culture where it's even easier to do that. We do a lot of scenario building. That's one of those places that we really get ourselves into trouble. We build scenarios. Something happens and we think of all of the possibilities of what's going to happen to us. I've been very open about the fact that I had a a very serious illness some years ago, an illness that the doctors thought originally would, would eventually kill me, would leave me disabled and eventually kill me. And as I moved through that, that illness, I realized how many people were happy to build scenarios for me. You see, it's not really in my making to spend a lot of energy or time trying to build the scenarios of what might be. In fact, I've tried to teach myself to not do that. It's, to me, it's one of those skills of thriving where we avoid constantly building the what ifs in life. There are a multitude of what ifs, and we can play that out endlessly, and it does us no good. 
what I realized was people were willing to do that for me. So I had friends who would contact me and ask if I really understood just how bad it was what I had. They wanted to let me know how many ways I could potentially lose my life. I already knew those facts. Those were no surprise at all to me. I was reading the same materials they were, and that's the problem with the internet. (laughs) It's right now at our fingertips. So many times you have some bodily ache or some hurt, and you could discover just how close that brings you to death just by looking on the internet at the different symptoms and the possible outcomes. Well, I had plenty of people who were more than willing to forward me that information or just tell it to me on the phone. I think they believed that I was in denial of some sort because they always started the conversation with, do you realize what this means? And they would say, do you realize what could happen to your body? Do you know how this could turn out? What I'd realized was long ago, in the middle, early days of that disease, once they knew what it was, that there were lots of possibilities of how I might leave this world because of that. But they were only possibilities. And I didn't want to live in the life of possibilities for as long as I was going to be sick. I also recognized there were lots of other people who kept saying, wow, you know, you don't have any choice in this matter. It's just, things are going to happen to you. And I've realized that there's a mistake even in that logic. And then people would say, aren't you upset about this? Aren't you upset about what's happened? And I'll tell you that I'm not the only one to have those voices in their ear. Sometimes we create those voices in our own ears. When something's going on, when we have a difficult time, we create those thoughts. We think about all of the possibilities that could happen. Or maybe you get to the place where you feel like you don't have any choice in what's going on around you. You don't have any choice of the direction you're headed. Or you get to that place where you just say, this just isn't fair. All this is going on, I I give up. I have nothing to live for. I want to suggest that there are three simple phrases that you can use that will keep you from hitting down that road. They'll keep you from getting stuck playing the what ifs. They'll keep you from feeling like you have nothing you could do. And they'll keep you moving towards another mindset rather than this just isn't fair. And they are very simple phrases. They're phrases that I used repeatedly while I was sick and I still use to this day. The first one is, we'll see. That's it, we'll see. So when people would say, do you notice how many ways you could possibly die from this illness? My response was to say, we'll see. And I realized that that's not a coping strategy. That's a realization that we'll see means let's deal with it as it comes. One of the phrases I was taught in my family growing up was, don't cross the bridge till you get to it. In other words, don't be going forward in your life until you're at the place where you need to be there. Accept where you are right now and deal with where you are right now. In our little scenario-making world, we do it in our own heads. We think of all the possible places and all the possible ways that our life could go wrong. But let me just suggest that there are so many possibilities that we would exhaust ourselves if we just get caught in the what-if trap. So the what-if trap is solved simply by saying, we'll see. We'll deal with it as it comes. This is not some Pollyannish belief that nothing bad's going to happen. It's a realization that lots of bad things could happen, 
but it does little for us to constantly be contemplating what could happen. I had a conversation with somebody where I was talking about this philosophy and they said, so, you know, then you won't be prepared. Don't you think you should be prepared? Don't you think you should be ready for what comes your way? And my response was, how do you prepare for every single possibility that faces us every single day? How do you prepare yourself with everything that could happen, good or bad? And whenever we pretend that we're preparing for what life's bringing our way, we're mistaken. Now, I'm not saying you don't plan out some life. You don't plan out how you would want things to happen. It's not like I'm saying, well, you know, we'll see. If I go to college, I go to college. We'll see. If I get my degree, I get my degree. We'll see. I'm not saying that we just throw everything to the wind, but when we're looking at difficult circumstances, usually we're having to deal with what's happening right then. Sure, we might choose a course of treatment if we have some illness or some problem, but the outcome is what we're talking about. The outcome is where we need to suspend our our movements and our mind, where we keep going over and over all the possibilities. So we deal with what is as it comes. We'll see doesn't mean those won't happen. It just means I'll deal with them when they get here. I can tell you, looking back on my, my illness, all of the horrible things that people told me could go wrong, most of them didn't go wrong. Most of them didn't happen. Here I am, pretty healthy, healthier than I've been in probably three or four decades. And so I'm at a healthy place in my life without ramifications that everybody told me was going to happen. If they had happened, guess what? I would still say that the best approach is to say, we'll see. My particular illness could have attacked my heart, my kidneys, my lungs, my eyes, and several other places in my body. All of those would have had substantial consequences, at which point I would still be saying, we'll see. And so each of those places could have been life enders, could have been life disablers, and I would still contend that the way you deal with even those points is to say, we'll see, and we deal with those difficulties as they arise. This is not about pretending that those difficulties don't arise. It's just realizing we can't know if they will arise until they come our way. You can see only so far ahead, and when it's not happening, then we're playing scenarios in our head. So the first phrase is, we'll see. The second phrase is, I choose. There are so many things that come our way over which we have no choice. We have no choice about how people around us act. We have no choice on when something might happen to us. I don't believe that you create everything in your life. I do believe you get to choose how you'll respond to what life brings your way. I talked about this on the last podcast that my close friend in childhood, who is I consider still to be a friend, is suffering from ALS. And Nelson said, I didn't choose ALS, but I do choose how I live with it. And that's what I'm, I'm aiming at here, to say, I choose. So th- something happens, something comes your way. You always have a choice of response. And if you can't change the outcome, you can always change your attitude about how you'll move through it. So we always have a choice in how we move through these things. 
One of my favorite authors is Viktor Frankl. He survived the Holocaust camps, came back to write a book about how deeply humans need to have meaning in their lives. He believed that humans were most motivated by building meaning in their lives. At one point, he was able to say that when we have no choice over what happens to us, we still get to choose our own freedom of thought and our freedom of attitude. We still get to choose, no matter what's going on, how we approach the situation. Sometimes, just taking a step back from there, we have a choice on actions. You know, Sometimes we choose what happens next. We don't have to be shuffled through just because friends or family or society or culture says you got to go this way. We get to maintain our choice, not over what happens, not over what impacts us immediately, but how we move forward with that. And I would just suggest that sometimes we have no other choice than to say, I choose to be hopeful. I choose to be present. I choose to find meaning. I choose to live out what purpose I can, regardless of the circumstances around us. So the second phrase you use to keep you moving forward in difficult situations is, I choose, and then you can fill in the blank. The last is to start a sentence with still. So even if the most difficult things come your way, still. And I answer still with still, I'm thankful. Even when we are at our lowest point, there are often things that we can point to and say, I have gratitude for that. I'm thankful for that. So even when something's happening, we can say, still, I'm thankful. Still, I have gratitude. Still, I'm here. Still, I continue. Still, I push forward. As those difficult times come our way, we have a choice in how we deal with them. We don't have a choice about what hits us. But there are three different phrases that will help you continue to stay aimed in the future direction, aimed at your own meaning and your deeper purpose, and aimed at a higher place for yourself. The first one is to say, we'll see. The second thing is to say, I choose, and then you get to fill in the blank. And the last one is to say, still, and fill in the blank of, in spite of what's going on, how you choose your approach. This is Lee Balkum wishing you a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.